This week's podcast is with one of my favorites, Nicolette's here, and we're going to talk about forming new healthy habits and breaking old ones. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here and in person this time and not on Zoom. I know. It's, it's really, really interesting to do one of these where I'm actually sitting. I was a bit nervous, actually, <laughs> a face-to-face one. You don't have those very often these days, but uh, let's rip in. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. This podcast was brought to you by the newest product to enter the body science performance range, Myocytin. Independent research-proved body science Myocytin to outperform standard creatine. In only six days, athletes ingesting Myocytin gained more than twice as much body mass as those consuming regular creatine. Athletes also increased upper arm girth by over 200% more than regular creatine users and improved their bench press performance significantly more than users of regular creatine. Ask your local supplement retailer how to get yours. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy. And today we're going to add on the end of that and something that uh, I think people are going to bite into this big time, new healthy habits and breaking the old ones. How are you? I'm loving this topic. This is one of my favorites I know. So before we kick in, why don't you tell us about yourself for those people out there that live in a bubble and don't know who you are? So my name is Nicolette. I am a qualified nutritionist and I'm also a fitness coach. So I do a lot of online coaching and soon to be a boxing coach as well. Boxing coach. Yes, wow. I'm very excited to start that in Sydney at Hustle Boxing. Yeah. And I love everything, lifestyle, food, fit and healthy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to check out Naturally Nicolette, and that's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-L-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E-T-T-E. I don't think we missed any letters of the alphabet with that one either. That's <laughs> that a good is one. my Instagram. So if you want to contact me, that's the best place to go. So you heard it. So get on there and have a look. There is really good information. Your Instagram account is actually a very clever Instagram account. Thank I'll you. Congratulate you on that. So let's rip in. Like, let's not muck around. What do you want to talk about today? So we're discussing forming new healthy habits and breaking old ones. Okay. So why is that important? This is something that comes up a lot for me with my clients, and this is in every aspect. So whether it's people asking me questions at events, in the gym, um, even at work. So I get asked all about habits, basically around how to start getting into a new mindset and creating a new lifestyle for yourself. Habits is something that in my mind, I know that's what clients and people need where that's not something other people really think about. So habits is essentially a habit is a small decision you make and actions you take daily to create regular behaviors and patterns. And when people are trying to change their life around, whether it's trying to get better at the gym, overall healthy lifestyle in terms of food or fitness, they are trying to create these new habits without really analyzing what their old ones are. So a lot of the time they're stuck in these old behaviors, trying to make new ones, but not finding that balance. So that's usually the time they need to seek help. So what does a bad habit look like? Yeah, let's define that. That's a good one. So it's usually something that's inconsistent, unable to change. There's no serious want or drive behind it. So for example, someone who constantly drinks alcohol through the week and the weekend, but they don't really want to give them that up or they don't want to make any changes. They want to see a weight loss, but don't want to stop drinking. Looking for the miracle. Yes. They're wanting a quick fix a lot of the time. And that's why these habits are something that is so hard to break because their mindset's not 100% there. They want the quick fix. 
as soon as people look at making a full lifestyle change, those habits come a lot more natural. So it's a lot easier for people to actually see that progress and swap little things out day to day. And it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. You can make the tiniest changes. So something always I promote and say is celebrate the small wins. Celebrate all those little things. Those tiny decisions can have such a huge result in your life. So just analyzing those really small little things can have such an impact for people. And as as a coach, do you do you look at people and you and you obviously do all your pre screening and you, and you talk to people because you're not going to coach someone unless they're actually invested in you. If if they're really stuck in their habits, do you ever say you're not ready now, or do you look at other ways to create good habits? A little bit of both. So I think they really need to get more clear on their goals before they want to dig in with me. So a lot of the time I do a bit of goal setting and we see what your focus is. So something around focus is it will change week to week for sure. And I think people who might have a goal to lose 10 kilos, I'm like, great, that's your goal. What are you going to do week to week? Because if you keep thinking about that 10 kilo weight loss, it could take you three to four months, could take you a year. So let's break it down. Your goal for this week, it might be to lose one kilo. Might be just let's focus on one kilo a week. That's such a small goal each week and you can have a huge celebration. I think looking at how you want to progress and what your focus is will see that result. And it could be this week, I'm going to focus on hitting the gym five times. The following week, it could be, I need to focus on my nutrition for this week because that slipped last week. So as soon as you change your goal and your focus week to week, that's how those bigger habits do start to get formed. Okay. So what does, you mentioned there, those better habits and like, what does a good habit look like? Something that's normal and it's a behavior that we feel very confident in. So it's something that we feel great about and it really sets us up. Up. One of the most basic is to make your bed in the morning. Yep. So many people know this one. If you make your bed in the morning and that's a habit for you that you do every day, if you miss a day of making your bed, a lot of the time you're a bit you're thrown for those first few hours in the day and you're not as well set up. So another really good habit could be, you know, drinking your water intake. And as soon as you aren't getting your water intake in, you feel a little bit off as well. So as soon as you can actually analyze those habits and knowing, oh, I might've slipped today, your body's actually telling you. So you know straight away that habit you have in your life is good for you. It's giving you good results. So simple as drinking water, eating well, if that's something you do every day and then a day you slip or you're a little bit down, you do see that shift. Okay. So we're talking good habits and bad habits here and you do a lot in weight management don't you yes, that's one of your that you're really well known in that area so let's let's hit some good and bad habits that yes. you've found with clients it over your time so let's start with the bad habits mm-hmm. i think one of the biggest is the binge drinking and the hangover food so i see so many people there is a period where that will be a good habit that night about four or five hours in you'd be thinking <laughs> i'm killing it and then you wake no. up the next morning <laughs> It's so, all gone. So that's one of the key when you're looking at weight management. That's, Obviously, that's alcohol is one of the biggest, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm a huge advocate for alcohol balanced drinking, something that I do drink alcohol. And we spoke about this, I think, on the yep. last podcast. And I'm not going to pretend I don't, but it's how you manage that. So I don't drink through the week. And if I'm out on a weekend, I usually only have a couple. It's very rare for me to have a big night out. But I see so many people that will either calorie count through the week, eat so careful, then it comes Saturday night. They've had Game more on. drinks than they can count. They eat a thousand calories over their target on the Sunday. Then Monday comes around and they still feel tired and crappy. So they're still eating bad. And it takes till Tuesday or Wednesday Days. for them to get back back started and they don't understand why they're not seeing progress because they're like oh it's only one day of the week but that ripple effect just continues and continues so for those of us out there that want to lose weight and, and we're talking to someone like you we've got to be ready to, to 
cut the alcohol or tone that down? Yes. Yeah. So I've had a lot of clients over the last year, especially through COVID, say, I only ever drank on the weekends, COVID came around, and now I drink through the week and I can't stop. Yep. There's that. And there's also... I drink through the week and weekends and I'm not going to stop, but I still want to lose weight. So they will end up cutting into a serious calorie deficit of say 1,200 to 1,300 so they can save 600 calories a day almost for alcohol. Wow. So they might see a benefit, but it's not going to be a healthy benefit. They'll still be very much malnourished in terms of their nutrition aspect. Yeah, that's not long-term, is it? No, not at all. So for somebody out there who, and that COVID one's a great story you told about because a lot of people who were typical Friday, Saturday, day and not big drinkers just have a couple all of a sudden you know you know you don't know where your business is at you don't know where your jobs are you don't know what's going to happen you know the the government was giving so many mixed messages with states and borders having different rules and so a lot of people did start that one or two every day so for those people out there that have fallen into that trap that would be your first bit of advice is to just get back to some type of normality absolutely so i would say if you are drinking through the week cut that down to just the weekend or swap out what you're drinking if you need to make a smaller step straight away so cocktails has been the biggest one I get told about through the week. So through COVID, everyone was doing cocktail parties, Zoom parties and yeah. cocktail making. So swap that for, say, a vodka soda if you are really wanting that drink through the week and then cut that out. So ideally, if you can cut it out straight up, go for it. But for a lot of people I've spoken to, they just can't. They're in too much of that habit. So you've got to make those little shifts around those habits. So swap what drink and then cut out the drinking completely till the weekend. Something that I do advise for people that are in a better relationship with alcohol is calorie maintenance and deficit management. So for example, if you know you're not drinking in the week, Saturday night, you're having a huge blowout with your friends. It's your friend's birthday, big dinner and drinks. Pre-count your calories just as an estimate. So say you've got a target of 1500 in a deficit and you know Saturday you'll probably be having 2000 calories. So 500 over. Cut 100 calories out of your day Monday to Friday. That way that calorie deficit over seven days will still be stuck to and you can still see that progress. So that's a really good way to manage it. And you're still in that habit of creating that consistency and you're not going to feel as bad the Sunday and Monday because you know, great, I've prepared for this. I know what I'm after. And it's also a choice that you've made. And I think when you're in choice of that, you can't really be mad about the consequences because you have done it to yourself. But I think as soon as you shift your mindset, and you're like, cool, how can I control this? It becomes that little bit easier. And when Monday comes, you're more inclined to go to the gym. And how do you handle that from a macros and micros perspective with someone shaving calories all week so they can drink alcohol? Are you then changing their food plans leading out of that? Or is this a every seven day concept that just rolls and rolls and rolls? Yeah, I'm big on the seven day concept. I think it's a lot easier to manage because as soon as someone has a bad day, it's more natural for them to feel guilty where they're like, cool, I had a bad day today. I might just cut a hundred calories out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. And 100 calories is about a tablespoon of olive oil. Yeah, exactly. So it's not huge. So I would suggest maybe skip breakfast, maybe skip a snack, just make your portions a tiny bit smaller. Yep. It doesn't have to be this huge, huge shift of skipping you know, three meals a day and going really minimal as some people will do. Just find what really works for you. Yeah, I've got a mate who loves his weekends, but then he fasts for two days on Monday, Tuesday. That's so common. Yeah. Very common. What are your thoughts on fasting? Good habit or bad habit? It depends if you're in control of it or not. So, and it depends on the why. I think 
Fasting is something that it's great, but not long term. Not long term. If you're wanting a calorie deficit, it really does work for some people. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's a calorie deficit. A lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm going to fast because my body needs the rest. Your body's still getting that eight hours of sleep a night, which is you know giving you that rest. And that eight hours you're not eating, but you typically don't eat an hour before bed or an hour after you wake up. So say you're getting ten to twelve hours naturally rest anyway. You don't need that fast. Yeah. But for some people they love it. Some people they hate it. And some people need that fuel. So it really depends for them but I do it occasionally but usually I only like to eat after 10 a.m because I'm not hungry so that's yeah, just okay. what works for me but to get back on track we we're talking about <laughs> top healthy habits and we just got stuck on alcohol because it is such a big topic <laughs> it is a huge habit to break yeah what else have you got for us so I'm a huge fan of habit stacking so habit stacking habit stacking and this like is how to really form good habits this is a concept discussed a lot by James Clear in the book Atomic Habits it's one of my favorite books so I highly recommend and what he speaks about is a habit you already have. And if you're trying to create new ones, join them together almost. So for example, if you're trying to increase your water intake, every time you have a coffee, have a glass of water. So if your habit every single day, 8am, you make a cup of coffee at home, have a glass of water with it. So you're almost pairing it together straight away. You don't have to constantly think about that water intake. You just naturally start doing it. Keep a drink bottle in your bag on your desk, set a reminder every hour or every time you take a phone call, you know, you have to have a glass of water. So something you usually do, join it together. That's one of my sneaky little habits when I go out with the boys is because I'll if, if I am going to, and I haven't had a drink for eight weeks, I've been making myself COVID, same thing, not really had many, but it definitely increased over COVID, but I've got a bit of a health thing going at the moment. And one of the things I do is we call them soda beers. So you, you get on vodka and soda, but then you start just bringing soda waters out in between and so you drink a lot more water. Yeah, Because a lot of people who struggle with, I've found with the alcohol part of it is, oh, you're boring, oh, you, you're this, you're that, oh, come on, just have one more. And we're back on alcohol, see what I mean? It's yep. such, such an addictive thing. So that comes into even that habit replacement. Yeah. So if you have every beer, every second one, have a glass of water instead. Yep. So if you're drinking with mates, every time they go for that second round, swap it for a water or something else. And it's very similar with coffee. So many people are very dependent on coffee and I know people that will have three or four coffees before 10 a.m. Say you're trying to break that habit. That's a big one. Huge one. That second coffee, get a herbal tea instead. Yep. Get a decaf. So you're still in that habit of getting something to drink, but you're doing a replacement. So it's habit replacement is another technique in how to control that. Yep. Once you've started doing that over time, it's a lot easier to cut it out. Breaking a habit can be super easy for some people and really hard for others. So habit stacking and habit replacement are huge two things that can really support this. That's awesome. I actually haven't heard that one before. So I'm, I'm impressed by that one. Okay, throw some more knowledge bombs. Let's go. Change how you speak. So this is one really around limiting beliefs. Back to alcohol, you might hear someone say, oh, I'm not drinking at the moment or I'm trying not to drink as much alcohol. You naturally hear people feel a bit nervous, a little bit shaky. They feel maybe someone's going to judge them. Be very confident. If you are cutting out alcohol, it's only been three days. You're in that mindset, I'm still trying to do it. Change that to I'm currently not drinking alcohol or I'm not drinking right now. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And be, be aware it's okay to say, no. You can be like, no, thank you. I'm okay. You don't need to give someone an explanation. Be confident in yourself in that decision. Even if you're shaking on the inside, it's a lot easier for you to stick with that decision. As soon as you say, oh, I'm trying not to do this. You might have people, oh, come on, it's one drink. They'll be more inclined to be like, 
oh, okay, fine. Like I'm still working on it. But if you're saying, no, I'm not drinking right now, people are like, cool, she's confident in her yep. decision around that. Or he's not drinking. That's okay. What can I get you instead? Yeah, nice. That's um, that's that's good advice. Have we got a few more? The most common unhealthy habits I see. So I would say sitting and steps, people not moving at all through the day. That's so easy to do. People will sit and especially through COVID, people were huge on the home workouts and then others just didn't really want to get moving. Steps is a huge one that people struggle with and that's around their knee and not wanting to move, sitting at a desk and trying to get, you know, steps in can be really hard for people, especially in an office job. So new habits around this, I say every time you take a phone call, stand up and move around. You could be pacing around the office. You could be gone for a walk around the block, just stand up and straight away, if you stand, you're more likely to just pace. Yeah, it's good. You can also ask your employers or those you're having a meeting with, hey, can we do it on a phone call and let's both go for a walk? Yep. Get other people involved with you. I know so many people that will go for a walk on a Zoom call and they'll walk three Ks opposed to sitting there and not getting anything in. That's great advice. So identify your current habits that you're doing and see how you can make a change because there is an alternative for everything. It's pretty easy so far. Make your bed, stop drinking alcohol, <laughs> reduce your coffees and go for a walk when you have phone calls. Yeah. It's not that hard when you put it like that, is it? You just got to find those alternatives Absolutely. And it's those really little things that I was saying at the start. So celebrate those small wins. Something like going for a walk on a phone call, celebrate them. Be like, hey, I did really great today. That worked for me. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. That's the big thing at the end, isn't it? I'm going to do that again tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. Every single client I have at the moment has brought up, I'm just sitting too much and I'm not walking enough. I'm not getting moving enough. I'm like, cool. Let's see what we can change. Okay. Another most common habit I see is the low water intake. So this is where I discuss habit stacking with clients. And I'm like, whatever you drink other than water, add a water to it. Or every time you send a text message, have a glass of water or a sip of water and people will start thinking, wow, okay, those little things. I like that habit stacking. It's good, isn't it? It's a a fun one as well. And people can get as creative as they want because they're just looking at habits that are already, you know, in their day-to-day behavior. And it could be every single meal, every snack, you have to have two glasses of water. Or when you brush your teeth, go to bed, put a water next to your bed. So you're more inclined to at least have a couple sips. And in your evaluation as an expert of water a day, because everyone's got a different theory on this, are you talking water out of the tap? Are you happy for a soda water to be included in that or a mineral water or a a herbal tea or something like that? Yeah, I think you can have anything that's not really mixed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people go for the sugar-free cordial. I think that's a pretty good one because it is low sugar. But then a lot of people will have, for example, I hear an orange juice half watered down or cranberry juice half watered down. Nasty. It's a lot of sugar you're just getting in your body as well go for the classic just have some tap water soda water mineral water no sugar cordial is a good one if you really do need to up your water intake and you struggle to drink water so look at those alternatives herbal tea sure but then again how much are you drinking a lot of people sip on that for maybe 45 minutes and they're not actually getting their water intake up enough okay so that's another one to look at so you're all about get it in drink if you're going to do it do it yeah i say anywhere from one and a half liters to three liters a day okay nice wow it's a lot of toilet trips <laughs> so what else have we got? You got any more knowledge bombs for us in that area? I'm going to go through my top healthy habits to get working on. Let's do it. Make your bed every morning. That's your first thing. Set Done. it up. We're all doing that now. If you are trying to read more or do any self-development, pop your notebook or a book on your bed, glass of water or water bottle. So when you come back later in the day, that's there as a reminder. And when I say a glass of water, you might not drink that, but you been there all day, but you naturally like, oh my God, I need to empty that water, get a new one. It could just be a water bottle that's empty sitting there and it's your reminder to drink a water. It's a good life hack. You can water your plants with it while you're up there. Yeah, absolutely. When grocery shopping, write a list and never go shopping 
something hungry. The only time I write a grocery list is when I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Open that fridge up and go. That, you'll be buying all. I the know. Crap. I know. You're 100 correct too. That's a really good hack. That one. As soon as you go shopping when you're hungry, you'll be like, "Oh, I could go that. I could go that. Let's get this." And you get home, you're like, "Cool. What have I actually bought? I can't make anything with this." Yeah. So write your list. Usually do it after you've had a meal, or do it online. Just make it easy for yourself. Yeah. Nice. If you're trying to avoid certain temptation foods, just remove them from the house and leave them off the shopping list. Is that the best we got? Yep. Yep. yep absolutely. <laughs> It's the only thing that works, isn't it? In that sense, if you want something, you have to go out of your way to do it. So if yeah. you're wanting an ice cream and it's in the fridge, you're likely to have it every night. Yep. If you are wanting an ice cream, you have to think, okay, well, now I'm going to have to go to the shop and get it. How much do I actually want it? You might get it once that week. Yeah. So straight away, you've broken that habit. Absolutely. And it's made it a lot easier for you. It's a tough one, you got, it's a tough one for those of us out there that have got kids. Yes. Because kids' food tastes good. Get the food that they love and you hate. (laughs) (laughs) Next one is plan out your week. So I'm a big fan of doing this on a Sunday. Plan in all your non-negotiables. So it might be your work schedule. Add that to the calendar. From that, maybe add in your workouts, any appointments, if you've got any social plans, and then plan your meals if you're one of those people around that. And it doesn't have to be meal prep. It could be like, cool, these are a few recipes I want to make this week. Base your shopping list off that. It doesn't have to be a strict, this is what I'm having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just plan a few of your meals. Just know where you're going. Yeah. It gives you that mindset of like, cool, I'm feeling really set up and confident for the week. I've got something that I can refer back to if I need that extra accountability. And how much value do you place on that one particular hack? I think it can really make and break someone's week. Okay. I'm, it's huge for me. I have so many different little work gigs I do. And if I don't have my calendar, I'll be a hot mess. Yeah. Okay. So I will put in all my non-negotiables first, then my workouts, social plans. I don't really plan out my meals too much. I usually plan Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at once and Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. So that works for me, but not for everyone. But usually I've got my shopping all done on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Nice. You know what's in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see a big one coming up. Set a focus each week. So Monday morning, what's my focus? What do you need? Is it personal time, training, food or sleep? I think as soon as you go into a week being like, cool, this is all the things I want to focus on, you're more likely to crash and burn if Mm -hmm. you want to focus on everything. Pick what's relevant to you right now. Maybe you had a really stressful week at work last week, so this week you just need a bit of downtime. And that could mean reducing your workouts and going for walks instead or doing some yoga or Pilates at home. And you could really focus on that you time. Where the next week it might be like, cool, I'm feeling way better. Let's get back into the gym, full swing, five sessions, plan them in. It could be like, I had a really big weekend, Sunday afternoon, not feeling great. I need to feel a lot better. What am I cooking this week? What's in my fridge? Where's my fruit and veg? How's my water? And put that aspect all driven straight onto the nutrition. Yeah, that's important. Because you did mention we do punish ourselves a bit if we do go off track or we have a big night out or we do those things. And that guilt won't just stop on that Sunday morning. You're likely to you know, have a different lunch and dinner to what you usually would have. You'll be sleep deprived. So Monday morning, you probably hit snooze on the alarm, skip the gym, you're feeling a bit crappy at work, the Monday night, you don't really want to cook whatever you had in mind. Tuesday comes around, you're feeling a little bit better. Okay, you might get up, go to the gym, still won't give it 100%. And it's usually that Wednesday, you're like, cool, I feel amazing again. And then you do it all again Saturday. Yeah, nice. Good advice. It's got to be sleeping here soon. Yes, aim for a consistent sleep pattern. (laughs) Go to bed and wake up the same time every day if you can or within an hour. So, And do you do that yourself? I do. 
I ask that question to a lot of people. I'm huge on it. Yeah. I'm the biggest advocate for eight hours. Yeah. I usually will be in bed for minimum eight hours. Yeah. So my bedtime is usually 9.30 to 10.30 and I get up anytime between 6 and 7 a.m. Yeah. So I know where like my hour is sort of How good is that Bondi lifestyle that you can get up at 7 o'clock and miss nothing? Oh, Straight into it. it. Yeah. Straight into yeah. it. Down the beach for a swim, exactly. go grab a coffee and that's my routine and mm. I know that's what works for me. Where I used to live a little bit further out from work so I would be up 5.30 every morning without fail and that would take a bit of a toll after time and it was a lot harder to get into that sleep pattern. So it's finding what does work for you and how to make the most of your morning, especially around that. And do you think that the morning is a really good time to actually get yourself ready? Because a lot of people, you hear a lot of people say, I'm not a morning person. I'm a huge morning person. My favorite thing to do in the morning is I love to work from a cafe or at home with a coffee, have 30 minutes myself, look at what my day looks like, really set my intention of, okay, cool. I've got a few meetings. I've got this. What food am I taking for today? Do I feel rested? Have I got my water? Do I, am I going to the gym? Have I done my workout or when is my workout happening? really to set myself up as soon as I'm all over the place in the morning that will impact the rest of my day and I'll be scrambled I'll be rushing I won't have anything I'll not know what's going on so I think you only might need to spend five minutes in the morning to be like cool what's the plan for the day pull out your calendar really analyze how you're feeling it might be like I feel really lethargic this morning I'm feeling really tired maybe you just need to like chill out go for a little walk and then get back into it yeah awesome advice okay I believe you have eight is that right one more one more keep a bottle of water on your desk or in your bag so back to that water intake if it's it is with so you, important isn't it it's so important yeah. and i think if you have it with you it just makes it a whole lot easier yeah so it's just that constant reminder i don't think there's one of the topics we've talked about in top healthy habits that hasn't had water mentioned in it it's a huge one it is yeah i think that's because as a nutritionist alcohol water are two of the massive things get brought up no matter what consultation i'm having with someone no matter their age lifestyle they are the two that every single person will discuss and do people when you're talking your consults on weight loss does it come back to beauty a lot? If you're coming back to, to water, it's one of those things like if you can tell someone, and let's look at long-term illness, somebody drinks a lot of alcohol, you can tell someone drinks yes. alcohol by the way you look at them and get a red nose, ears and all Absolutely. that type of thing. But those people traditionally aren't drinking water. When you look at the research and you dip, dip, dip then you look at beauty on the other side, people want to look good. Let's not hide from that. Water. Absolutely. Water's just got, it's got every benefit. It does. It's really great for your skin. It makes you feel a lot better as well. And something as simple as feeling better, you're going to take better care of yourself. You're more inclined to either hit the gym, eat well. You're in that mindset of I'm healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to look after myself. Where you're in that mindset of I just want to drink alcohol and party. You're not really focusing on your health. You're focusing on having fun, which is absolutely fine. Absolutely. But once you do that one weekend, second weekend, third weekend, after a while, it takes its toll. We go back to the beginning of this podcast and talk about bad habits. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Full circle. It is a full circle, isn't it? Look, it's lovely getting you on. I'm really thankful for you coming up and visiting the office and coming to meet us all. Everyone out there, if you can please subscribe to Body Science Podcast so people like Nicolette still come on board and want to spend time with us and talk to us, <laughs> which we love. And while we're here, let's do, let's let's throw it out there. What in the you do a lot of programming diets. Yes. You work with a lot of companies that do that as a specialization as well. What are you being hit up the most about these days? A lot these days have been habits, actually. Yeah. Which is exactly why this was a big topic for me today a lot is around habits and people breaking those habits especially after covid with gyms back in full swing started this year restaurants 
fully back open, party scene coming back, it's people really changing their lifestyle and needing that help. Yeah. And especially coaches in the gym actually seeing that for people and reaching out to someone specializing in that area of nutrition to be like, I need support. These are the questions I'm getting asked as a coach. So a few gyms that I work on their challenges with will say, I've got everyone in the gym. This is how they're feeling. I need help with that because they're back to where they were a year ago or they're a lot worse because of the drinking through COVID. They don't know how to get back into the swing of things around their fitness and health. So it's all back to those habits. That's a big one then. You've heard it first. It's all about habits. Get your habits right. Check out at Naturally Nicolette on Insty. It is a very good social media account. It's got a good mix of fun and nutrition associated with it because you make it look fun. Like everything you do looks like fun. fun. Yes, it's all about that balanced lifestyle and how to have fun and enjoy the whole process. And the big thing I love about yours, you can tell it's authentic. It's what you are and what you live. Absolutely. Great having you on board. Thanks for coming in today. Let's catch up again soon. Absolutely.